to the second season, 11th episode of Choice, my experience building relationship with God. It came to me earlier today to revisit a previous podcast that was titled The Clarion Call. And when I listened to it, I know this was the Holy Spirit. This was our Heavenly Father letting me know this because it ties in absolutely perfectly with this mini-series on Have Dominion, Rule, and Reign. Sit back, relax, listen, and be blessed. When I was going through the absolute tragedy, the colossal crisis of my son missing, I was also at the same time being taught one of the fruits of the Spirit, which is long-suffering. Be mindful, though, that it is a fruit, so it's something that needs to grow over time. When I looked up in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the definition of long-suffering, it stated, as in patient, accepting pains or hardships calmly or without complaint. When I looked up the word patient in Merriam-Webster's dictionary, the definition stated, accepting pains or hardships calmly or without complaint. According to Merriam-Webster, the words long-suffering and patient are words that can be used interchangeably. For me, I also saw this training that I was going through in regards to patience and long-suffering. Also, I saw it as a discipline And when I asked Alexa, she went to dictionary.com, and discipline used as a verb has a few meanings. One is to train by instruction and exercise, like practicing that particular characteristic over and over and over again in different ways. Or number two, to bring to an order and state of obedience through training. Understand the reason why I'm talking about long-suffering and how I came about obtaining the discipline, how my fruit grew in this area is number one, because the Holy Spirit prompted me to discuss this on this particular episode. And number two, in these days and times, it's definitely necessary 
we need to understand that God is not a microwave God. And our impatience, our lack of tolerance or or patience or long-suffering is not going to move his hand any faster in regards to what we're asking him, in regards to us getting to know him. Our God, our Lord, he is long-suffering. And his patience is without end. And number three, because it's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Understand that God's Word says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And the way I understand that is lack of knowledge of his Word. Not only that, but lack of knowledge that comes from having that personal, intimate relationship with him that is only forged over time, over the time that we have to assert ourselves to apprehend over time that as in time that goes by like on our clocks and over time as in times and seasons therefore there's no getting around it there's no going over it and there's no going under it the only way we are going to be able to grow this fruit of long suffering and discipline And as a discipline is over time and experiences with God. That's the only way this fruit is going to grow. And it's an absolute, as in it is absolutely necessary. Because certain situations and circumstances are not going to become to a resolution immediately or right away. Yet, we need to be diligent in regards to actively waiting. Not just, you know, waiting like sitting around just waiting, but we're actively waiting And that means we're taking care of our day-to-day things that we need to take care of, that we're actively asserting ourselves to study God's Word, to sit down in that quiet place, in our secret place, in that place with Him, to not only pray, but also to listen to Him to get quiet, to be able to meditate on his word so that he can minister to each of us individually. That he, And he does that because we're all not the same. Our God is not a cookie-cutter God. So 
how he ministers to each of us is completely different. The way he'll speak to me is not the way he'll speak to someone else, or the way he speaks to me is is totally different than how he'll talk with someone else or how he'll get their attention. And he showed me a long time ago that the fruits of the Spirit, and I'm going to just go straight to Galatians out of the New King James Version. It's chapter 5, verse 22, talks about, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And verse 25 says, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So walking in the spirit is not this scary, googly-moogly thing like, ooh, uh-uh. Walking in the spirit is real. And the evidences that we are walking in the spirit is by the developed fruit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There are nine fruits of the Spirit. The number nine is the number of fruitfulness. So understand what what I want to share with you is that he ministered to me a long time ago that and this was over 15 years ago, he ministered this to me, that the world was coming to a place, and we're living in that time right now, where if those that are called by him haven't developed, haven't grown these fruits that I spoke about, then again, his words, the clarion declaration is, My people are destroyed for lack of the knowledge of God's word. Destruction of us prematurely becomes imminent. If we have not allowed ourselves the time to sit with him in his word, to get to know him so that these fruits can be developed can be grown, can be expressed, can be personified from each of us. Because nowadays, you don't know who's carrying. You don't know who's packing firearms. And nowadays, if you pop off at somebody, oh, in a blink of an eye, they can pull out their Glock or their AR-15 or uh, sawed-off double-barrel shotgun, whatever the arms choice that they have. And they could blow you away. You could be dead instantly. 
And it has happened many times for various different reasons. But trust, I could tell you this, that if in, right before those moments happened, if that person had been walking in the spirit, had been walking in any of these fruits of the spirit or multiple fruits of the spirit at the same time or all of them, then that would have prevented them from dying prematurely. Therefore, what's it there for? It's because it is an absolute necessity in regards to moving forward in these days and times to be able to be covered with the full protection of God by being obedient to his word. Yes, we have his spiritual armor, which are our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Our loins are girded about with truth. We have on the breastplate of righteousness. We have on the helmet of salvation. And we have the sword of the spirit, which is his word, that only through investing that time with him in his word, he could teach us how to wield his word as a skillful warrior. And we have the full shield of faith, which we can shield ourselves from the fiery darts of the adversary, of those evil influences, of the wicked one. And I just want to let you in on something, that that shield of faith, you need to understand, it ain't no little bitty shield. Because back over 2,000 years ago, when his word was written, the shields that they used were huge. The soldiers, it covered them. It was a square rectangle, and it covered them from the top of their heads all the way down to their feet. And from side to side, it covered the width of their body. So we're talking a full shield. However, you need to understand that, number one, that spiritual armor, and number two, it will be totally ineffective if we have not taken the time to, number one, learn about these fruits of the Spirit that exhibited themselves when we're walking in the Spirit. And number two, if we're not sitting down and investing time in his word, to number one, know that they are there. And number two, then letting him minister to us and take us through situations and experiences where we have the knowledge that, okay, well, this particular experience is going to grow patience. This experience is going to, you know, extend my, my fruit of love or joy or peace or long suffering or goodness, or kindness, or self-control. Oh, my gosh. Against such, there is no law. You need to understand, too, and I'm going to let you know that also right before the fruits of the Spirit that he talks about, he talks about walking in the flesh. Again, we're out of Galatians chapter 5. He talks about it starting in verse 16, New King James Version. 
says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And what is the kingdom of God? God's way of doing things. Selah. Ponder on these things. Understand. This is literally a clarion call going out to all who are fortunate, who are blessed of the Lord, who are being in in endued with his prosperity. That means more than just material things or money. With his wisdom. Those of each of you, yes, that means you. You're listening to this, then you're blessed. And you're more blessed because once you've been made aware of this, and I know that what he ministered to me over 15 years ago about walking in the fruit of the Spirit was revelation knowledge to me because I had never heard anyone prior to that explain why it was so important to walk in these fruits of the Spirit. And it wasn't until when I was sitting down and investing time with him and journaling that he revealed to me the revelation of why it's so important. In these days and times, it's more than apropos. It's absolute that we Learn that we allow the fruit of the Spirit in every single one of those nine areas to be grown in us. Because you need to understand another revelation God gave to me many years ago is that when God gave dominion to Adam, and when God gave dominion, he didn't mean for man to have dominion over man. He meant for man to have dominion first over himself, over his soul, over his mind, his will, his intellect, his feelings, and his emotions. 
because I'm going to let you know from absolute experience, but first from the revelation of God, according to his word, that emotions and feelings, don't get me wrong, they have their place. However, unbridled, those bad fellows will drive us off a cliff. And unchecked, they will allow us to be killed prematurely. So understand, it's imperative, it's an absolute that we begin, if we haven't been, we need to begin to invest time with him. Because if you didn't know, now you know, God is real.